Hey everybody and welcome back to the Macro Compass. Economic data is surprising on the upside and markets are busy trying to digest what this means for the Fed. We have terminal rates now priced well over 5% in the United States and around 4% in Europe too. And bond traders are quickly dismissing all cuts in 2023. So the question that we try to answer with this article is, have we avoided the recession for good and how resilient is the global economy to higher interest rates? Answering this question is vital for portfolio performance in 2023. So let's discuss the recent upside surprise in macroeconomic data, how resilient is the global economy, ask a couple of questions to a PhD in economics, also known as Dr. Yield Curve, and conclude with our assessment and portfolio construction going forward. So guys, recently, macro data has been surprising on the upside. Wherever you look, retail sales, PMIs, housing data, they all look better. The first chart in the article explains why that is the case. You can see on the left-hand side of the chart, US financial conditions in orange, and on the right-hand right -hand side of the chart, the housing index in blue. And US financial conditions in orange have materially eased from November to early February. A sharp loosening of financial conditions is often associated, as the chart shows, with an improvement in macro data with one to two months lag. So the chart proves the point. The US housing index readily responded to looser financial conditions with a small time lag, and it improved exactly like it did in 2021 and in 2022, responding with a bit of time lag to financial conditions. And the mechanism is easy to understand. Lower interest rates and easier access to credit, which are two of the main uh, drivers behind loser financial conditions, allow more home buyers to step in, hence leading to improved sentiment in the housing market reflected in the housing index. But loser financial conditions also help companies and consumers by a cheaper access to leverage, higher equity prices, and a weaker dollar, and therefore they feed into better PMIs and other soft data, for instance. That's what we have seen happening over the last few weeks. Loser financial conditions have started to show their positive effect on soft data in January and February. So should we expect further upside surprises in economic data? For soft indicators like PMIs, the lag between easier financial conditions and better data is pretty short. Coincident indicators like labor market or industrial production take a little bit longer to react. So March might actually bring some more positive news. And overnight, we also got the news of very good PMIs from China as the Chinese reopening starts um, showing in soft data as well. So that might be another tailwind for some more positive news in March. But financial conditions have aggressively tightened over the last two to three weeks. And also, March data covers February um, economic uh, activity, where the major seasonality boost from January could reverse back. Take the non-farm payrolls. The January non-farm payrolls were boosted by a much lower amount of post-holiday seasonal layoffs than usual. There were roughly 350,000 seasonal layoffs below long-term average in January. The February non-fund payrolls that will be released on March 10 could disappoint if this seasonality trends reverses. Now, I'm basically showing you lack of conviction when it comes to calling short-term direction for macro data. 
as financial conditions loosened, there might be a chance that some of this loosening is translated further into soft data in March, showing further strength. On the other hand, we have seasonality effect reversing perhaps in February, and that could be a headwind for some of the data. Lack of conviction is the name of the game recently. Also in macro markets, we went from pricing a 40-50% chance of a near-term recession in December to pricing away all 2023 Fed cuts in early February. The result of the poll that I showed you in the article are also very telling and showing again lack of conviction. I asked Twitter whether they would buy or sell 30-year treasuries at today's yields. Over 13,000 people replied to the poll and basically, they have no clue. The answer was a 50-50 on a question that normally attracts quite a lot of conviction, whether to buy bonds or to sell bonds. Lack of conviction is really the name of the game recently. And I'm showing you this so that you can zoom out. In this business, we are often overwhelmed with information, or rather with noise, I should say. This is why I like smoothing macro data. It allows me to take a step back from the noise of daily data and ever-changing narratives and have instead a panoramic view. And that's what we're going to do in this piece. We're going to look at the big picture for macro data, smoothing out the noise, ask a PhD in economics, Dr. Ildcurve, a couple of questions, and conclude with our assessment and portfolio construction going forward. If you enjoyed it so far and you're eager to read and listen more to the remaining part of this macro report, you can come and join the Macro Compass premium platform. You'll get access to full-length, timely pieces, actionable investment strategy, and much more. Check out which subscription tier suits you the most using the link at the end of the article, where you also find more information about the website and the services of the Macro Compass. And I'll talk to you guys again very soon.